There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen. Of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come. Your glory, God, is what 
And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 17, verses 1 through 18. The destruction of Babylon mentioned in chapter 16, verses 17 through 21, is now described in greater detail. The, quote, great prostitute, end quote, called Babylon represents the early Roman Empire, with its many gods and the blood of Christian martyrs on its hands. The water that we'll read about stands for either sea commerce or a well-watered, that is, well-provisioned city. While the great prostitute represents the seductiveness of the governmental system that uses immoral means to gain its own pleasure, its own prosperity and advantage. In contrast to the prostitute, Christ's bride, the church, is pure and obedient. The wicked city of Babylon contrasts with the heavenly city of Jerusalem. Now, the original readers probably rather quickly identified Babylon with Rome, but Babylon also symbolizes any system that is hostile to God. The angel took John into the wilderness to see the prostitute in her reality. The scarlet beast is either the uh, dragon uh, that we find over in uh, chapter 12 or uh, the beast out of the sea described in uh, chapter 13. Sometimes, We can only get a clear view of reality when we step back from our daily lives and see the patterns of evil and sin around us. Retreats, conferences, and days of prayer and fasting can help us extricate ourselves from jobs, newspapers, and television and bring us to new spiritual heights. So take time to view the reality of your life and evaluate its direction and activities. Do these glorify God and renew you to serve others? You know, throughout history... People have been killed for their faith. Over the last century, millions have been killed by oppressive governments, and many of those victims were believers. The woman's drunkenness here shows her pleasure in her evil accomplishments and her false feeling of triumph over the church. But every martyr who has fallen before her sword has only served to strengthen the faith of the church. Persecution is by no means a thing of the past. Christians in many parts of the world know that faith in Christ amounts to a death sentence. Believers who live in places free of such persecution must not forget to pray for their brothers and sisters in Christ in those difficult parts of the world. There are some truly tough places. As we ponder the identity of the seven kings and the emergence of the ten kings, We have to see John's theme of worldly power and its ultimate ineffectiveness against God and His people. Their authority only lasts, quote, for one brief moment, end quote, symbolizing its brevity and ultimate destruction. Now, as Christians, have we become infatuated with the worldly power of movie stars, sports celebrities, political coalitions, and world economic forces? Are you craving the power and prestige that position, wealth, and connections offer? Well, if so, you are an easy target for Satan's great deception. See, worldly power is Satan's trap. The desire for it can turn us away from God. Worship only God and make it your strongest desire to serve Him. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. 
December 26th, the New Testament, Revelation chapter 17, verses 1 through 18. One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me, John. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many waters. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her, and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me in the spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns, and blasphemies against God were written all over it. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing, and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. In her hand she held a gold goblet full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Jesus. I stared at her in complete amazement. Why are you so amazed? the angel asked. I will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns on which she sits. The beast you saw was once alive, but isn't now, and yet he will soon come up out of the bottomless pit and go to eternal destruction. And the people who belong to this world, whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made, will be amazed at the reappearance of this beast who had died. This calls for a mind with understanding. The seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills where the woman rules. They also represent seven kings. Five kings have already fallen. The sixth now reigns, and the seventh is yet to come, but his reign will be brief. The scarlet beast that was but is no longer is the eighth king. He is like the other seven, and he too is headed for destruction. The ten horns of the beast are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. They will all agree to give him their power and authority. Together they will go to war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will defeat them because he is Lord of all lords and King of all kings, and his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. Then the angel said to me, The waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his ten horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out His purposes. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast, and so the words of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the world. Psalm 145, verses 1 through 21. Sometimes our burdens can seem more than we can bear, and we wonder how we can go on. David stands at this bleak intersection of life's road and meditates on the Lord, the great burden bearer. God is able to lift us up because, number one, His greatness is beyond discovery. Number two, He does mighty acts for each generation. Number three, he's full of majestic, glorious splendor. Four, he does awe-inspiring deeds. Five, he is righteous. Six, he's kind, merciful, patient, 
loving and compassionate. Number seven, he rules over an everlasting kingdom. It will never be defeated or go away. Number eight, he's our source, the source of all our daily needs. Number nine, he's righteous and kind in all his dealings. Number ten, he remains close to those who call on him. Number eleven, he hears our cries and rescues us. Listen, if you're bending now under a burden and feel that you're about to fall, turn to God for help right now because he's ready to lift you up and bear your burden. Psalm 145, verses 1 through 21, a psalm of praise of David. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps His promises. He is gracious in all He does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything He does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love Him, but He destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord, and may everyone on earth bless His holy name forever and ever. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 32. If you have been a fool by being proud or plotting evil, cover your mouth in shame.
Stay. 